The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia, Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6, following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, and the Tuesday edition includes the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, the chair to your left is going to be vacant today, though, because your broadcast partner and the guy that pronounced you the sports doctor, he's on vacation in Myrtle Beach this week. Yeah, he gets to enjoy a uh, nice relaxing week there with the ocean, sitting by a pool, drinking whatever he uh, wants at whatever time he wants. And I'll be here getting ready for uh, volleyball tonight. And alongside me tonight will be uh, Nick over here to my left. I will, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely should be a uh, fun one tonight as it's Martinsburg against Spring Mills. Yeah, Martinsburg against Spring Mills. Uh, This show is sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Well, we got a lot to talk about on the show. We'll hit volleyball in the second segment. Um, But the first segment, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Officially, Ryan Fitzpatrick put on the injured reserve yesterday after that hip injury on Sunday. Uh, that's not good. But Taylor Heineke, Taylor he- Heineke. Thought you had the sound effect for that. I you do, but I, I already pulled it up yesterday, so I wanted to do it today. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, he got chance. Like he got Heineke, Heineke, Heineke. Oh yeah, the crowd definitely loves him after that uh Tampa Bay playoff game that he definitely balled out in, and even though Washington lost, so. You know the fans will get behind him. It seems like a lot of his teammates get behind him. It's just whether or not he will perform well. We haven't really seen him perform poorly, but can he be that guy to lead Washington to the uh, division championship again? And I I don't know if he can yet or not. I I still don't fully believe he's a starter, but I'm going to put my trust in him as a fan and hope that he proves me wrong, obviously, the next couple weeks. And Ryan Fitzpatrick looking like Ryan Fitz tragic. Uh, you know, we knew we were going to see Fitz magic or Fitz tragic, and it's kind of tragic that he's out. It is, but I, I, I like Heineke. I think he'll he'll give you about the same production that Fitzpatrick would. He just doesn't have that experience yet. And I think that he's true. He's shown some good stuff, and I, I don't think he played bad on Sunday. Really, I feel like he can you know, win some games for you. And if Fitzpatrick, when he gets back, is ready to go, then they go back to him or maybe you go to Heineke for the rest of the season. I don't know. I mean, I think Thursday will tell us a lot, obviously, about Taylor Heineke, and this will be, what, like his third start in the league or fourth start in the league. So, you know, he he really doesn't have that much experience. And um, I'm looking forward to see what he does in, in the divisional game that is very important for the football team on Thursday. Yeah, and I think uh, it's just it's kind of like the 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 then Redskins, the Washington football team of old, where you have all this hype going into the year, and then you just feel like your when hype. Did, when just did they got ever have drained. hype going into the year? <laughs> They've had a Colin. You would agree. There's been hype. There's been years. There's been hype, and then Jason Campbell. I was about to say RG three. RG three, but that's yeah, still almost fair. a decade Kirk ago. Cousins. No. Kirk. Cousins? No. Yeah, the year that, that Sean McVay was the OC, and then they just completely lost it in the beginning of the playoffs. I, I mean, I guess the, you like that part where they started winning games. That like really that? wasn't the beginning of the year, though. No. But uh, it's just – so Fitzpatrick has a right, a right hip sub 
Luxation. I'm not too certain if I'm saying that correct. Ask the doctor. <laughs> the sport, I, I was about the to doctor, say, it, doctor. Basically, I whenever I ask my dad, it's a dislocated right hip. So it, it got yeah. popped out. I could definitely see yep. how that would happen. He's yep, ex- it got popped out. According to Adam Schefter, he's expected to miss at least six to eight weeks, which at that point would put them week eight or nine. I was about to say probably the bye week. <laughs> probably the bye week, yes. Um, but t- it's Taylor Heineke's team going forward until at least the bye week, most likely, unless he has a short leash and Kyle Allen comes in. Well, I think he was one of the ones that were on the uh, injured list last week, which... Kyle Allen? I thought he was. No. He was just inactive. For or game. inactive. Okay, yeah. yeah. They he didn't was... want to activate three quarterbacks. You don't really activate three quarterbacks anymore. All right, well, uh, last night, Monday Night Football, Nick's Ravens took on the Raiders, and I think Nick had a bad beat yesterday during the show. Here, here it, right here. I'm expecting the Ravens to come out with a win. Uh, you know, I said it wouldn't be close earlier, and I'll, I'll stick with that. I think they win by probably two scores tonight. They win by probably two scores, Nick. What happened? Um, a lot what, of things. What, what happened? It was it was two scores. Um, they were up fourteen nothing, so I was looking good at one point. But the Ravens have a lot of issues right now. Yeah, but this this kind of made it seem like something good was going to happen after the Raiders got the ball to start the overtime period. And then now, Everett did this. Third and goal for the Raiders. Overtime clock at 619 and tied at 27. Now you got to go for it. You got to take that chance. Went for it on second down. Give it one more shot here. Try to finish this thing. Any kind of particular play you'd like to see? Well, I have a feeling we're going to try to get Ember 83 one-on-one somewhere. He's been in... A lot of man-to-man situations. If I'm the Ravens, I'm finding a way to double him and combo him wherever he's at. But the feeling Derek Carr is going to try to look his direction. Third and goal. Here's the shotgun snap. Carr throws a line drive into the end zone. It's deflected and intercepted. It's intercepted in the end zone and falling down was Anthony Everett. Now, I really thought the Raiders were going to score on that drive, and then Everett just came and picked it off. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there and pretty much thought the game was almost over, or at least going to be over so the Raiders almost choked it they almost gave it to the Ravens but the Ravens just have so many issues and it starts up front with the offensive line hold on hold on then on the can ensuing... I go on my rant no man? you can go on your rant after we play we, these highlights people watch the game they don't no, need the highlights no, no, no. again they they got it on ESPN this morning 33 Jackson in the gun six in the secondary shotgun snap they rush five down he goes set ball loose it's loose a fumble the Raiders think they've got it at the 28, let's see. Yes, they do. Jackson is fumbled. Kevin Harlan on that call is just amazing. Jackson has fumbled. He's uh, good. But then, in overtime, or in, they were in overtime. Zay Jones caught a touchdown. No, 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 no. Not point. even that. Here, here's go. It thought it was over before it was over. Third down and four. On this play. Car in the gun, flanked by a back. Two receivers left and two right. Five in the secondary. Everybody bunched up on that defensive line. Shotgun snap. They rush it. Here comes the blitz. He throws it away in a backpedal down the far sideline. Backpedaling catch at the 10. Down the sideline. Touchdown, Raiders! Short of the key. He may have gone down before that. I don't think he got across, did he? But he did not get across, and he got across... And then it was this whole debacle of them trying to kick a field goal and this whole thing later down the line and they didn't end up kicking a field goal because they had to call they had to take a delay of game penalty. I, you didn't watch the game last night cuz you were sleeping Colin. Yeah, since uh getting up at 4 a.m. got to be in work at 5 a.m. I didn't really get to see uh much of last night's Monday night game. But then Carr found Jones for a 31-yard touchdown pass to walk it off. Now Carr is running back on the field, and the <laughs> field goal unit is coming off. What in the world is going on they out want, here? They want to get closer. It's second down and 14, 344 to go. The field goal unit was so slow to get on the field, they got to delay a game. So they moved it back to the Baltimore 31. So it's second down and 14. Carr is in the gun. 
31-yard line to Baltimore. What else can happen, Kevin? I don't know. Let's see. Carr's going to get the shotgun snap. They blitz from the side. It's picked up. He throws an arching pass down the side. It's caught at the five. Touchdown, Zay Jones. The Raiders have won on a touchdown pass of 31 yards. And then that was it. The Raiders won the game. And I have to say that those uh, highlights are courtesy of Westwood One Sports. That was just an amazing call right there. Can we just take a moment and think about Kevin Harlan's broadcasting abilities? I don't know. I think uh, Nick wants to take a moment and go on a rant. Yeah. Or, um, um, Nick, Nick, go on your rant. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> go on your rant. The, the offensive line sucks. Uh, they need to make some improvements. The defense fell apart. Lamar needs to hold on to the football. Um, there's a lot of issues. Nick, I think something's wrong with your mic. It's off right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I think something's wrong with your mic. We can switch to this one and end the break. Yeah, we will uh, take a break here in one moment. Let me find what I'm trying to do here. And um, here we go. Sorry, it's it's crazy right now. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. That's HagerstownFord.com. When we come back after this break, we'll have the sports doctor talking about volleyball. He's calling tonight with Nick. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart's. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. The dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams have a top 25 matchup with IUP. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. Join us on Saturday, September 18th for a matchup between the Rams and the Crimson Hawks. The pregame show begins at 1.30 with kickoff at 2, right here on TV10 and the WRR-TV YouTube channel. Football is back, and Apple Valley Chevy Toyota is passing the savings on to you. Get ready to score big with low interest rates, great prices, and a lifetime powertrain warranty. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles waiting for you. Don't see what you want on a lot? No worries, it's probably on its way, but hurry in because new Chevys and Toyotas are going out just as fast as they come in. Don't miss out on your deal? Stop in today. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota on Foxcroft app or online at applevalleytoyota.com or applevalleychevy.com. Drive a Miller today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Colin McLaughlin. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. All right, welcome back to the show. We already had the sports doctor on to begin, but now it's his real segment. Somebody's called a doctor, and it's time to talk about some West Virginia high school football and or high school football, high school volleyball in the EPAC. Yeah, and a nice EPAC matchup tonight. We got the Martinsburg Bulldogs at home taking on the Spring Mills Cardinals for the first time this year. Spring Mills going to be looking for its first victory of the season. Martinsburg going to try not to drop back to 500. They're 2-2 two and two right now. They want to improve to 3-2. and two. We saw them win their last match uh, against Berkeley Springs on senior night, three sets to nothing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight against the uh, Spring Mills Cardinals, who the last time we saw took on Hedgesville, won that first set, and then lost the next three. So should be fun one. And Nick will be uh, by my side for the first time tonight for uh, volleyball since Jim's out. Yeah, hey, you excited, Nick? It. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think uh, Spring Mills has a pretty solid team, even though they did lose in four sets to Hedgesville. It was a competitive match. You know, a lot of the scores were pretty close throughout those uh, sets. So, you know, this Martinsburg team looked really good in their first uh, um, match that we had on TV10. So, I, I think it should be a competitive match like most of them are throughout the EPAC. Yeah, the biggest thing that we need to see with uh, Spring Mills just getting that rhythm going and limiting those uh, first-touch errors and just getting those passes more crisp because that's what you saw there in uh, that match that we had against uh, or they had against uh, Hedgesville that we covered on TV10, and they won that first set. And you could see that really caught off guard uh, for Hedgesville and they came back won the next three because Spring Mills kind of just started I guess not really lollygagging but they couldn't get that rhythm back like they had in the uh, first set even though as Nick said it was close you could really tell that Hedgesville was still dominating the next three sets for the most part and then Martinsburg they looked pretty good against Berkeley Springs definitely outclassed the uh, Berkeley Springs Indians and them not being in the EPAC, it'll be interesting to see how Martinsburg finally fares up against a EPAC team. They already lost to, I believe, uh, Washington. They beat Jefferson, so this will be the first time taken on teams from uh, Berkeley County, and they have three straight ones against Berkeley County. As uh, Thursday, they have Hedgesville, and then next week it's Musselman, so it should be fun to see how Martinsburg fails, fares up against typically the uh, – top teams in the EPAC and hopefully uh Skylar Avery Bishop as well as uh Bella Ray can do well for the uh Bulldogs and maybe they win or we'll see Spring Mills get their first win either way it's always fun with EPAC you never know what's gonna happen yeah and uh I'm gonna call you out here for a second you planned this whole volleyball schedule and then you decided to take a night off and go to the Washington football game this Thursday. Yes, I did. <laughs> How are you going to do that, Colin? How? Well, you're the broadcaster first, for volleyball. I saw and got the tickets because I wanted to give them to my dad as a gift because he's a Giants fan, and we haven't been. Now to you're a, making me look bad for calling. We you we, out. we haven't been to a game in probably over a decade, and typically he'd always take me to games. So I thought. Maybe this year I'll take him to a game. So hopefully we have a lot of fun on Thursday. And then I put you guys to announce on the schedule. And everything seemed fine. It kind of just fell through. What well, was this past our week. fault? It, no, it was nobody's fault. It's just that nobody was available. So unfortunately for those of you that wanted to tune in to uh, Martinsburg Hedgesville on Thursday, we apologize. We're not going to have that game for you on TV 10. It will be our regular programming, maybe some law enforcement live around the panhandle or a re-air of a Tuesday's match or maybe even some of our old football games. You don't know yet. Yeah, you don't know yet. You're you're the TV guy. You exactly. make the schedule. I'll figure you it can out. Decide. Maybe you just uh, give us a comment on maybe Facebook, like see what you want to have on <laughs> Thursday evening, marathon. and I'll get you. Yeah, maybe we could just air the sports mix <laughs> all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, typically that is on at 5, so that's what would be on from 5 to 6, and then... After yeah. that would be Eastern Panhandle Talk. No, no, no. We're just going to play uh, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., 9. We're just going to have a sports mix marathon because who doesn't want a sports mix marathon? That was a joke, by the way. I'm sure somebody might. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I was just kind of joking. <laughs> you don't want that, Colin? Is that what you're I, I won't be answer? there to watch anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair we already enough. established a while. You can already go on Facebook and just go through the videos. and. That is true. You can also go to Facebook and watch. But, yeah. Don't forget, 545 tonight. Tune in. It'll be JV match starting at 6 between Spring Mills and Martinsburg. And after that JV match, it'll be the varsity match about 20 minutes or so after that. So, Nick, what are your key? what's one key for each team to get a victory? Putting me on the spot here. Yeah, um, why not? I, I think it always comes down to, in volleyball, the little errors that teams team them, tend to make. Um, because, you know, a lot of it is about who doesn't make those service errors or those errors in the field of play because, you know, a lot of points get scored off of teams messing up. So I think if, if you're able to really control that throughout the game, I think, and not make those easy mistakes, then that can certainly, uh, you know, put you in a good position to win the ball game. All right. Well, it's about time for our second break. But before, I want to give a shout-out to somebody tuning in who has yet to tune in. This is his first time tuning in. Uh Nick and I know him very well. We both interned for him. Paul Swan tuning in from Huntington on the Twitter stream. Say hi to Paul, Nick. Hello, Paul. How are you? <laughs> How's Jaden Taylor working out for you as, as your new intern? <laughs> Maybe he can comment on Twitter or text me or something. All right. Well, we've hit the, the second break. This uh, segment was sponsored in part by rock while rock wool is now hiring for their new facility in ranson all employees receive competitive wages great benefits plans training programs that support their career growth go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio we come back we'll talk some west virginia mountaineers the usc debacle happening in maybe we'll get into some more conference realignment after i read some more stuff last night about some group of five teams that's more and that's up coming up next on the sports mix Rockwool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rockwool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com radio. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is pleased to announce the continued expansion of services in the eastern region with the addition of vascular surgeon Omar Nadra. Board certified in general surgery, Dr. Nadra holds certifications in laparoscopic surgery, endoscopic surgery, and advanced airway management. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is at the Dorothy McCormick Center in Martinsburg with additional clinics nearby in Shepherdstown, Winchester, and Hagerstown. For more info or to schedule an appointment, call 304-350-3273 or visit mywvuheart.com. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia, Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6 following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this Tuesday, September 14th edition of the Sports Mix. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Way, Martinsburg. That's at Orsini's.com. Uh, so we'll, this is kind of like the college segment today. We'll kick it off. We'll, we'll talk about some Shepherd football. Some couple honors coming out in the last uh, about 48, 20, 36 hours, I guess I should say. Again, Bajant wins PSAC East Offensive Player of the Week. Not shocked am I. I'm not shocked. Are you, Nick? No, nah, I mean, he had a great game on Saturday. Uh, part of a win as well, which I feel like always helps when winning those awards. And uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he came away with it again this week. Yeah, I would not be surprised anyway uh, if he did it again this week because, you know, he's just a great player. He's already cementing himself for the Offensive Player of the Year, and it's, we're just two games in. Yeah, he'll definitely be in the running. And they've also – man, let me pull up. They moved up to 11th in both the AFCA poll and the D2Football.com poll. Um, only ahead of them in both polls – is Slippery Rock and the PSAC. They're number six in the AFCA poll and number nine in the D2Football.com poll. Yeah, so. they had an impressive win as well. So that could be, you know, a potential conference championship type game uh, whenever they match up because obviously two of the best teams in, in the PSAC and, uh, you know, Slippery Rock had an impressive win on Saturday as well. So two pretty high-powered offenses and really good defenses in the PSAC. Very good teams in the PSAC. Um, but what are you looking forward to for this game this this week? Well, IEP is a ranked opponent. So this is, is, I think, our chance to see, you know, how good Shepard is. Because while we've seen them play great against some quality teams, you know, I think Ohio Dominican's probably better than a lot of people expected. And uh, Gannon, you know, is a solid PSAC squad in the in the West Division, but I really think that now we see two ranked teams, so two teams that you know are good, and IUP and Shepard. It's another road test. It's your third straight road game. So how does this team prevail with these challenges that they're facing here on the road? So I really do believe that this will be a great matchup, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. You'll be at the game in, at IUP. I'll be back in the studio. Colin will be on the sidelines. And we're still having some mic issues over there. I don't know what the problem is. It only seems to be during the sports mix from noon to 1. It doesn't happen during Eastern Panhandle talk from 8 to 10. Because I talked yesterday to everybody, and they kind of looked like, huh? What? Also, some breaking news that I'm just seeing from the athletic on my phone. Because uh, it's, it's kind of a lull sports day as we're on a Tuesday. Not really a lot to talk about the NFL. Uh, Ryan Braun has announced his retirement after 14 years with the Brewers, the six-time All-Star and the 2011 NL MVP. Quick thoughts on that. Congrats to him on a great career, I guess. I mean, definitely sad to see somebody that you, uh, I guess, don't always watch all the time being from a – this part of the United States, not getting to see many Milwaukee Brewers games, but just definitely knowing and always enjoying seeing a uh, career player with one team. I mean, yeah, Baltimore having Cal Ripken, kind of similar, I guess, with Ryan Braun. Just I think that's also there similar. In Milwaukee, you always like, like seeing that. Yeah, like kind of like Ryan Zimmerman is with the Nationals. Yeah, it's loyalty, and you don't see that, I guess, much anymore with big stars in. I guess not always baseball. I, I think maybe more other sports you see it a lot less. But congrats to him, and I guess now it would just be uh, what was it is the for the rest of his year. He, he I, I think he was on the yeah. juice at one point, yeah. but we'll not talk about that. All right, so let's now transition from Shepard to WVU. Here is today's Mountaineer report from the Mountaineer Sports Network. 
A key member of the Virginia Tech football team is lost for the season. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger. What makes one head of lettuce better than another? What makes a grape greater? At Kroger, we take scrutinizing freshness to a whole new level. We're only the best of the best of the best will do. We're seriously serious about what goes on our shelves, so only the freshest makes the grade. That means not every leafy green leaves the field. Not every cauliflower makes the cut. So if we've got it at Kroger, you can bet your bananas that it's not just fresh, it's fresher than fresh. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing, so we do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from our farms to our stores. And pick and pack every blue, raz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care. Because we believe in treating your food the same way we'd want ours to be treated. It's the golden rule. Only for, like, fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Some news and notes to send your way as the Mountaineers continue their preparation for Saturday's game against Virginia Tech. First news from Blacksburg, and it's not good. Their starting tight end, James Mitchell, is out for the season. He suffered a knee injury in Saturday's game against Middle Tennessee. The injury took place on a running play. Yes, a running play for a tight end. That gives you some insight into Mitchell's value to the team. He was considered the Hokies' most versatile player on offense. By the way, if you're someone who never wants to be late, kickoff on Saturday is officially set for 12.03 p.m. Now, if you're coming to the game, you may want to check out the first of two WVU Sports Hall of Fame inductions that will take place this season. Saturday's enshrinement will honor the 2020 class that was supposed to be inducted last year, but that was postponed because of COVID. There will be 11 former Mountaineer greats honored, including basketball standout Deshaun Butler and baseball great Jed Jerko. Both Butler and Jerko were voted in on their first year of eligibility. There are two football players among the group of 11, the late Dick Leftridge, the first black student athlete to receive a football scholarship. He went on to become the third overall pick of the 1962 NFL draft. And fullback Ron Wolfley, who played in four bowl games at West Virginia before becoming a four-time NFL Pro Bowl selection. Saturday's ceremony begins at 9 a.m. and will take place inside the Caperton Indoor Facility. You're invited, it's free, and it's open to the public. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. All right, welcome back after the Mountaineer Report. It's always good to hear things about the Mountaineers, and it was kind of cool that little story they had in there about Virginia Tech and all the different players. Yeah, definitely going to be a... uh... Fun one again in Morgantown, another home game for West Virginia against a ranked opponent. So hopefully they can uh, get the win and prove to 2-1 and one before heading into conference play because it's going to be a tough one to start that conference play against Oklahoma, which you haven't beat yet in the Big 12. So you don't want to drop the, this game against Virginia Tech and possibly be on a losing streak. Nobody ever wants to see that. and Yeah. It's another, I think, too similar matchup to what we had uh, with Maryland for West Virginia. You know, kind of an old rivalry getting renewed, another challenge. Obviously, this Virginia Tech team is ranked, while the Terps were not ranked at the time and might end up ranked by the end of the year. We'll see. But, um, you know, I think it's another tough and kind of similar matchup in terms of, you know, a quality opponent out of another conference. And, uh, you know, that this is certainly – a good tune-up, but also a good challenge, I think, more so. Because West Virginia needs a quality win, I think, heading into conference play to have a lot of confidence moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you definitely saw, obviously, the offense seemed to be better this past week, but they were also facing LIU, so you really can't put much into that. Yes, they scored 66 points, but it was against a brand-new Division I team, so there's not really the much too. in it. Exactly. So how how much can you actually put saying, yeah, Deggie will be fine or Green will be fine. That offense is going to be fine. Don't worry, guys. That Maryland game was just, you know, week one jitters or something. This week three against Virginia Tech at home truly is going to show 
what this team could hopefully be capable of going into Big 12 play. Do you think uh, Green may end up being the starter? Because I said – That's what I was going to bring – I was actually going to bring up that because you brought that up that yesterday, point yesterday on the show. Yeah, I and I was week. like in my head, I want to get Colin McLaughlin's thoughts on this, the WVU fan. I don't know if he's going to be the starter this week. Yeah, I wouldn't say this week, but eventually. No, not this week. If Deggie continues to struggle like we saw there against Maryland in which he had the two interceptions, I definitely think Green needs to get some playing time. Do you because think he's could... more on the feet. He can hopefully bring a little bit of a difference to catch teams off guard, and maybe that's what they'll need against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think at least he gets a package in this week. Yeah, like, you, where you they need start to using show something more. with him just to see how Virginia Tech can handle it. Yeah, definitely a different change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say definitely a change of pace. I, I wanted to bring up that point because you said that yesterday, and I was like, Colin probably has a take on this. Uh, but let's move now to another topic of another team, another Power 5 team specifically, USC Trojans. They have fired their head coach, Clay Helton, after six years. Um, I'm kind of shocked by that right in the beginning of the season. It's definitely odd timing to fire a head coach. It kind of reminds me, if Spencer, I don't know how closely you followed this, but with Southern Miss last year, their coach just quit after one game. He oh yeah, because he was didn't he wasn't he an assistant or something at Marshall back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he stepped down after the first game, and they ended up going through three head coaches in one season because <laughs> their interim got a job at another program as a head coach. Like he got hired like in the middle of the season or something. It was so weird. But uh, you know, the USC, it, it really does feel like since Pete Carroll left that they've been looking for their next head coach to bring back the Trojans. And they're, it's like them and, like, Texas are always back, but they're, they're yeah. not. And I do think, you know, the rumor, you know, a lot of people were saying, like, Urban Meyer's going to go to USC, which would be funny, but I don't – He just took a job in the NFL. I mean, but it didn't get off to the best of starts. He, he might look at it's it. It's week one, Nick. He might look at it's it. It's week one. You saying know. you can make yeah. a whole lot more as a college coach, and that's where he dominates his college. All right. He might think about it. You can't make a whole lot more as a college coach? Depending on the program, I think you can. I was about to say, USC might be more than Jacksonville. I don't know, because the Trojans, if they want to be successful again, might have to pay somebody a nice dollar to lure them that in. That is to true. Get that program back to where it once was. That is you're very true. Is that your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely surprising. They just dropped out of the top 25, so I don't know. Week, week two, it, it is hard to fully understand firing a coach in week two and what they're going to do moving on. Do you basically already throwing in the towel for this year, or are you just hoping that this sparks some life and some change in your team? Because now they're going to have to possibly learn an entirely new thing unless you're promoting with – already in the coaching system maybe a like offensive or defensive coordinator steps into the head coaching role interim wise so it's not much of a change via playbook or identity or anything but definitely a uh, strange and something that you rarely see within football at any level i i would assume that they just have somebody in a room that's in the program yeah step over, that would make sense up. You do wonder, too, like, going back to Urban Meyer, he wins the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. He'll do his usual thing. He'll win the Super Bowl. Then he'll have his, his health issues, and then he'll go back to college, go to USC. That's what he always does. Did that at Florida? <laughs> Did that at Ohio State? He's going to do it in Jacksonville. You're sensing a Super Bowl there. You're sensing a yeah, pattern. Yeah, won the national championship. You're sensing a pattern, though. Yeah. So I'm okay. saying he's going to win the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, and then it'd be too much pressure for him, take a few years off, Go to the Trojans in a few years. Maybe some controversy in there? Yeah. Probably have some recruiting scandals in Jacksonville. <laughs> Tampering. <laughs> All right. Maybe well, have a player. Never mind. We've been <laughs> in our second break, our third break, our final break. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons Ford at Martinsburg.com. We come back. We'll continue our college football talk. More realignment. And then we'll maybe talk some fantasy and we'll wrap up the sports mix for Tuesday. That's next on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case and we're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. This is your home for Steelers football. Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster right to left across the back of the end zone. All season long, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Missy Matthews bring you pregame interviews, the game itself, plus the Mike Tomlin press conference. No one covers the team on game day like the Pittsburgh Steelers radio network. How about that play? Right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. The boys are back in town for the final segment of the Sports Mix on September 14th, this segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Okay, just because you threw that, I was going to be nice and not roast you, but now I'm going to roast you. <laughs> yeah, well, you said bad. the boys are back in town. Where were we the uh, like last couple segments? No, we, we were left. here, but we left no, no, we didn't. when we went on a break. Yeah, but That's what we, happens. We didn't leave we didn't leave town yeah we've been in martinsburg we, we've always been in town so we're not back in town we did leave this this past week. and this is only because you threw the paper <laughs> what was that too was that supposed was, to be cool it was supposed to be i'm done with the read here you go all right well that's literally do you not have a read at the end no that was the read that was okay. the show right there colin okay yeah that was the, it's gonna have been cooler coming. at the end of the show i guess yeah Kind of like a what? What's the Sports Nation, right? Didn't he yeah. always throw the paper? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Tony Reale does that on around the horn. He does that as well. Yeah, he, he curls curls it up and okay. throws it at the camera. Yeah, I think uh, who's the old host? It doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah. Colin Coward. No, it wasn't him. That's when Sports Nation was good. Is it even on show anymore? I don't think it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Around the horn, they did it there as well. That's but what yes. I literally said, Colin. I thought you said PTI. No, I said okay. around the horn. I don't know. I'm it's tired, okay. dude. It's been you've been up all day. You're back in town though now. <laughs> yeah, I'm back in Stop. town. My brain's back in town. We should probably get to a topic here. We have about nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, Do we, we have a topic? We yeah, we're talking, uh, yeah. talking. 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 We were going to talk talking, about talking. the conference realignment, right? Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about some conference realignment. Right. I and gave then... some interesting something yesterday that I just I wasn't like I saw something. But I hadn't didn't save what I was looking at, so I kind of just like spewed some random stuff out of my brain, out of my mouth that may or may not have made sense. So I was going to sounds circle. like normal to me. <laughs> okay, Nick. Okay, you know what that means? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, so I wanted to circle back and talk about where I found this because it it didn't really make sense the way I explained it yesterday. So basically, you know, all this realignment is happening. Everybody's kind of, you're having some teams move up from the group of five and then some lower group of five teams trying to move up to the higher group of five. And one of those teams is Marshall, as well as 
Old Dominion and Conference USA. But another, like another part of it is James Madison wants to move from the FCS up to the FBS, which I think is long overdue. I think they deserve to be up here. They've won quite a few championships in the FCS, and they're a powerhouse in the FCS, and I think they deserve, like Coastal did, a, you know, what is it, eight years ago now I think it was? They moved from the, the one D1 I don't know how long ago, but yeah. Yeah, so – uh, this is according to, uh, it's not that trustworthy of a source. It is JMU Game Day. Anonymous sources close to decision makers say a move by JMU, Marshall, ODU, and Southern Miss to the Sun Belt is highly likely. Troy would move to the West, and Sun, the Sun Belt East would be JMU, Appalachian State, Marshall, Old Dominion, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, and Georgia State. That is a stacked conference. Stacked with. Non-power fives. I mean, yeah. I okay, say you're, you're a I'd say freaking heavy, Mountaineer but, fan. You're gonna say that. Well, I mean, it's Old Dominion true. isn't good. Yeah, they didn't play football last year, and they're they're not good when they do play. That's a decent I mean, conference. Stacked, I think it's better it's than what they with had. Non-power five. I I just added on to the sentence. Well, now the power five might not even be a thing. That's it's like true. It's about four. to be a power four. But. We kind of already talked about this yesterday. I just, I guess we'll get your thoughts on it, Colin, more so than ours because I don't really have much else to say than what I said yesterday. But, you know, I think for Marshall, it would make more sense regionally to move to the Sun Belt and play teams like App State and Coastal, opposed to playing, you know, in Texas all the time. And then I also think with the American teams potentially moving to the Big 12, schools like West Virginia, Oklahoma State, you know, some of the better football schools might try to move out of the Big 12 and go to, you know, the ACC or the Big 10. Yeah, even though you see all these schools that are apparently joining the Big 12, I still think West Virginia is going to jump out because losing Texas and Oklahoma, those four teams, BYU, Cincinnati, even though they're a top 10 program, they did honestly play can't the even remember conference. the other two. It was Cincinnati, BYU, uh Exactly, because (laughs) those four teams can't replace Oklahoma and Texas. That's kind of the point that I was trying to make. Houston was another Uh, one. No, I mean, can't remember. It'd be interesting to have Dana Holgerson, I guess, against West Virginia again. Those two programs, but those teams can't replace uh, Oklahoma, Texas. West Virginia needs to, if possible, get to the ACC so that they can play those uh, more, I guess, regional teams so that fans can still travel. Not as far as typically, especially since what I think the uh, closest opponent in the Big 12 is Kansas, maybe? I don't know. Or Iowa? I, I don't know. I mean, but I think still, it's far. That, that's my kind of point for when I initially brought up the topic yesterday was. Yeah, I mean, that would be, be a nice fit for Marshall. Be a nice fit for Marshall because why go to Rice? Why go to North Texas? Why go all the way down to Florida every single year? I don't get it. When you could, the furthest you would go in this conference well i guess in this the east side of the conference would be georgia state georgia southern yeah i think overall though college football has a lot of issues especially at the uh top level the fbs level because really if you're not in the power five you have no chance at winning a national championship and you have no chance of even competing for it so does it really matter what conference marshall plays in because essentially what they're competing for is just their conference title and a bowl game, you know, they have no shot of ever really achieving much more than that, which is just how it is unless they become, you know, this great team and can play in a power conference, which I don't really see that happening because, well, several reasons. One, they're a smaller school. Two, you know, they're not going to get those recruits. I mean, nobody yeah. really wants to play at Huntington that much, I don't think. I don't know. Some people do. I mean, right. well, solid I mean, players some do, but not, they have a team, not the top yeah, players yeah. in the country. They're not going to get I mean. five-star recruits coming to Marshall, most likely. All right, well, before we switch topics <laughs> Dude, for the last reasons. couple minutes, yeah, there's a whole slew of reasons why yeah. he came to Marshall, but whatever. There's a documentary on it. Yeah, you can watch it somewhere. ESPN. Somewhere. ESPN 30 for 30. Rand University. It's a good documentary. I don't, I've, have, I've watched it once. I can't find it, though, even on the Plus. Interesting. Hmm. It might it might be in the vault somewhere. It was cool to watch it because like I saw people in it that uh, like obviously Keith, we knew. Like Keith watching yeah, Keith like in Chuck it, talking Landon, about it, and Chuck and Landon. Chuck McGill was in Chuck it as McGill. well. That was, was pretty like, cool. hey, I know those guys. Yeah. Um 
But before we transition to fantasy football, we'll talk about that for the last what was it, about two and a half minutes we got left. I want to remind listeners on listening on the radio side that during that last commercial break, you heard the Steelers promo. We are a partial affiliate of the Steelers, so that means when they don't conflict, conflict with the Washington football team game times, you'll be hearing that game. So you will hear their game this Sunday. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. against the Raiders, the 1-0 Raiders against the 1-0 Steelers. It'll be a good good matchup there. I was about to say, yeah, both teams that uh, you didn't expect, yeah, honestly, didn't expect to be 1-0. Um, now, I, I guess I'll have majority to, of America-wise, maybe not the fans of those teams. I'll have to check the format because I haven't really paid much attention to this because we've had a bunch of other stuff going on. But I don't know if the pregame will start at noon or 11, but I will let the listeners know on that. All right, quickly, we got about a minute and a half. How'd you guys fare in your fantasy this weekend? Uh, Well, I'll start. My game uh, kicked butt in, won 149.8 to 95.3. So starting off the year 1-0, thanks to uh, Russell Wilson, Amari Cooper, and a couple other guys. Definitely uh, need Derrick Henry to step up, though, throughout the year. Um, I won as well, relatively handily. I don't know, I don't know the exact score, but I know that everybody's trying to make a trade right now. We've had like four <laughs> trades go down during the show and then they're like vote if you think this should be a uh, go through or not and i'm like well i'm trying to you know do a radio show i don't really have time to <laughs> vote on a trade so that's what's going on in my league right now and yeah all right well in my league i won my first game 167 to 108 pat mahomes tyree kill showed out that's what i was thinking wanted a little bit more from stefan diggs got a lot from waller if only he would have made more catches he dropped a lot. Uh, Tyler Lockett got me 24 points. Robbie Gould got me 14 points. And Debo Samuel got me 27. That's a lot more than I was expecting from Debo Samuel. I told my dad not to play Debo Samuel this week. I told him to play Juju, which well, is probably a bad decision. Yeah. Not would, the only thing I got wrong this week, I guess. I would say that's eh, maybe a bad decision, but you won. And so. that's how we wrap up the show with an well, error being not. admitted yeah. from Nick. All right, well, that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Don't take your headset off. We're not done yet. we got about 15 seconds I left. you were going to wrap For the it up. Sports Doctor, Colin McLaughlin. For Nick Verzellini. Tune in to volleyball I'm tonight. Spencer Dupuis. Tune in to volleyball tonight. After this, we will have the WVU Coaches Press Conference show, Knock on Wood.